Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, that fella of the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday at Thursday from 10pm. And yes, you're right, the Trans Europe Express, Sunday from 9pm. Anyway, enough about me. Well, not enough, more about me later on. We begin with Simon Jordan on the press box, or as Simon Jordan likes to call it, Simon Jordan's press. No, he probably just calls it the Simon Jordan. No, Talk Jordan. There you go. On the network, Talk Jordan. Uh, he was talking about Spurs with one of their biggest Spurs fans, Danny Kelly. We've got elite players now commenting in the media and commenting through punditry that are speaking far more candidly than they used to speak. Now, that might be because the decision-making process has been that they're not going to go back into the game. But I am, for one... Of, uh, for for, for a, a mindset of that's very refreshing because in the old days what stayed in the dressing room doesn't come out of the dressing room and that doesn't wash anymore because you've got top quality players pointing out Harry Kane is the England captain and with that comes a degree of scrutiny and responsibility um, and I think going to Pochettino Pochettino in, in my mind is on the cusp of changing his direction of travel and that's not me looking for clickbait or a soundbite I think that his time at Tottenham will come to an end sooner rather than later. Not but because he's in a desperate need to depart Tottenham. I just think he's beginning to realise that maybe Tottenham you know, have found their level. Before the game at the Emirates, he was second favourite with the bookmakers to lose his job in the Premier League. Staying with the Tottenham Hotspur theme, as Osvaldo Adelis once said on a record in 1981, I think it was. In the cup or... T- I won't spoil it in case you've never heard it. Anyway, Graham Roberts, who of course was captain for Tottenham in 1984 and they lifted up the UEFA Cup or the UEFA Cup, which was a proper cup then, not like this Europa League nonsense. Anyway, he was on TalkSport 2. He was talking about the fact that he believes, I don't know why, but there is a vendetta, his words, not mine, against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, this is not going to be Spurs bias in any way, but it was absolutely 100% a penalty. He was brought down by Socrates and it should have been 3-2. Well, there's two penalties in two weeks. <laughs> um, also... I think the Deli Alley one, when he was dragged down and, and rugby tackled, <laughs> um, it's a waste of time of having VAR. If you're not going to use it properly, get rid of it because it's just ridiculous. Because, you know, anywhere on the pitch, there was less less of fouls on the pitch given than there was of that one in the penalty area. Anyway, look, it, it's happened. Um, the referees for the last year now, since Pochettino had a go at my, uh, Mike Dean at Burnley, have been right against Tottenham. Do you, so, honestly, well. do you believe that? You think, they think there I, is some sort of um, vendetta then against uh, against Spurs? One, 100%. Do yeah. you? Uh, yeah, 100%. I think 
what they've done is they've all ganged up and, uh, you know, they just say, like, just don't give them anything. That's obviously what's happening. But seriously, Graham, they can't... They, they, they'd never get away with surely doing that. I mean, a penalty was given as well. Yeah, it was, I, well, it was a penalty, wasn't it? You can't... Listen, when somebody kicks you in, in front of the referee, he's good. <laughs> but um, the one... Harry Kane is... You know, if you're... you're <laughs> when you played the football game, Paul, players lean into you. Sure. But you can't physically put your arms around him and drag him to the floor. Now on to H&J, or Paul and Andy, as some people like to call it. John Motson was their guest, and he revealed that the Palace chairman, Steve Parrish, thought Grealish should have had a penalty-ish. You were at uh, quite a contentious game oh. in the end. You were at uh, Sellers Park for Palace versus Aston Villa. Yeah, I was, and uh, obviously saw the incident with the naked eye first. Um, Grealish goes into the pen or into the penalty area as he goes Zahar pushes him then Cahill comes across and he goes and he's tripped in my opinion and then he, he manages to get the ball across to Henri Lansbury who scores and just as Villa start to celebrate we all realise the goal has been disallowed yeah and this, I'm giving it as, as it was in real time sure and somebody went Where's have, have, have VAR said something? And then we saw the referee with the linesman and the play, players gather around, and it transpires we weren't sure at the time that the referee has penalised Greenish for simulation. Yeah, the first person I saw after the after the game was the Crystal Palace chairman Steve Parrish, mm. and he said quite disarmingly, no, no way did he dive. Oh, no, no way did he, did he dive. Oh, okay. And he said... Um, well, that's coming from the Palace chairman. Palace mm. chairman said that there was no question of Grealish diving. Wow. Um, and anyway, <laughs> so then we find out that because the referee blew his whistle an instant earlier, VAT wouldn't have been allowed yeah, to yeah. have given the goal. Yeah. The best they could have done was overrule the... the simulation argument and given Villa a penalty, I suppose. Yeah, what do you think, John, because obviously you've been in that position as a commentator when you're watching the game, you see that moment, you almost have to call it straight away as a commentator, yeah. in your opinion. Did you think it was a dive or not? No, I, well, no, it happened so quickly. Mm. I, it, it didn't look to me like a dive, and, and and I'm certain it wasn't. But I think now, as a commentator, you, I don't know what you do. <laughs> you have to wait for the, the great god VAR to. I mean, and now we just heard in the news Keith Hackett saying they need more training. Or well, mm. how long have we been going on with this, Andy? Mm. No, it's true. Experimenting. Do you think though that Kevin Friend could have waited longer? Do you think that? Yeah. Why did he blow so quickly? Why was he so determined? Why didn't he just? I, I, see the player then booking yeah. for diving in hindsight yeah that isn't VAR's fault I mean he, he was a bit he was a bit sharp on the whistle if he'd waited and just but you see he thought it was an offence against Grealish so he had no need to wait and see if Villa scored yeah his decision was was free kick the other way on to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and it was Laura Woods in the hot seat alongside Ian Holloway and one of their guests was the wonderful James Pattinson Joining us now is Australian bowler James Pattinson. What was it like, I mean, to be involved in that test, that third test at Headingley, and for all of its ups and downs for, for both teams, really? What was it like to actually be there? Um, yeah, it's pretty surreal, I think. Um, you know, obviously, similar to the first test and the second, it, there's lots of, um, you know, ebbed and flowed, and it sort of went in and out of each team's favour. And, um, you know, both teams, you know, had their back backs against the walls at stages during the game. But, um, and obviously, you know, that last day was was pretty exciting. It's sort of, you know, we 
got got root out early, so sort of felt like that was a big wicket. And then they put on a good partnership, and then we came out after after lunch and took a few wickets. So it sort of swung back in our favour. And then obviously Stokes just played an unbelievable innings, where you know I suppose he, at, at nine for um, needing seventy odd runs, he knew that he just had to try and go for it and and hit hit as many runs as he could and and hit as many boundaries as he could, and and it paid off. And you know that's the class player he is. He, he um, when he's been put in situations like that before, he's he's come through. Obviously in the World Cup as well. So you know, I think that's the the great thing about um, playing Test cricket. You're exposed to playing against all sorts of good players, and um, you challenge yourself. And and sometimes things go your way, and sometimes they don't. And 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 for us, that time it didn't it didn't go our way. But again, like I said, well, it's one one. Um, you know, in in tournament in series, I've been over here before. You know, after three Test matches, you know, we've sort of haven't been haven't been in the race. And um, at least this 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 year, we're we're really put up a great fight. And um, you know, to come so close in Headingley was disappointing, but we know that our best cricket is good enough, and and if we play that, we can win games. What about our new bowler? What how do you feel he's done? You being a fast bowler yourself, how do you feel Joffre's done for us? Um, oh, he's done excellent, hasn't he? He's, in um, his first games as well, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think he's been exposed to a lot of international cricket now. I suppose around the world, not just sort of you know playing for England, but he's been playing at the big stage in the IPL and. Um, you know all that, all that sort of big bash cricket and and all that with big crowds. So, you know he's um, you know he's played in front of um, you know a lot of crowds and had a lot of expectation around the world playing two twenty cricket. So I think it probably makes it easier for him sort of coming into international cricket having done that. So you know he's been obviously challenging for our batters and um, you know I think as as a fast bowler it's you know it's good to see the the rivalry we've got we've got really good fast bowlers in our team and, and so do they so um you know you're obviously always you know trying to trying to outdo each other and, and that sort of thing i think that's been the height of of this um this series so far is some of the bowling's been really good and, and i think made it challenging for, for the batters so you know i think it, it's it, it's good to to watch obviously when test matches are are in in um you know the bowlers doing well as a, as a fellow bowler it's um you know it's it's good to, good good to see all right, James, thank you so much Thanks, for joining James. us. Um, I feel like I've got to politely say good luck. Um, I, I yeah, don't we don't how, mean I it. Don't good luck, mate. <laughs> 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 no right. hey, Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, here's to a good series, actually, really. Uh, that's what nice we chat, want, really. A lovely chat. That was James Patterson. He's one of the Aussie bowlers, uh, and we hope realistically that uh, the bowlers in particular don't have a very good performance. Yeah, we, we almost want him to not do very well, but I, know, I but quite he's so like lovely, him. Isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> And the cricket theme continued on Drive with Darren Goff continuing the cricket theme on Drive. I've just told you that. Denley's has revealed, isn't he, that uh, he's going to be opening and Roy's going down to four. Well, let's be honest about it. You know my thoughts on, on Denley. Lovely lad. Um, and I'm really glad he got back into here. Showed terrific fight to get his place back after 10 years out. But everybody's saying how great he is. He's averaged 24 in the series, batting at four. So that's not work, really. I know it were a fighting 50, could have got out a lot at Edinley, but he, at the end of it, he set it up by showing some fight, which I've really enjoyed watching him do. He's averaged 24 at four, so stick him up top, see if he gets any better there. The frightening start about being opening, in the last four years, he's scored one century opening, and he's only passed 50 once in 14 innings opening the batting. So that's a strange one. It's almost like they've thrown him an hand grenade and said, if, any, if, if anybody's going to get dropped from this team, let's throw Denley in against the new ball because we, we we like what we see about Roy, so let's give him now a chance at four to see if he can get the runs. Probably where he should have been batting in the first place. Roy's averaged nine opening the batting, oh. but he's kept his place. So England obviously rate him. They've seen something about his game. They've gave him an opportunity at the top, which he does in one-day cricket, 
not worked so far. So let's give him a chance now at four rather than make changes, rather bring in Zach Crawley, rather bring in Sibley, rather than bring back James Vince, rather than bring in the youngster Ollie Pope. It looks like they're going to give him the first dabs at, at number four. Paul Hawksby here and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Back to Agent J now, and the J part of that was talking about Frank Lampard's substitutions, and he thinks some of them have been questionable. I mean, what's the point? That sounds nothing like him. If you're trying to shore up a game, don't bring on Batshuayi because his first touch is worse than mine. The ball will just come straight back. You know, he's all right if you're chasing a goal. Yeah. You, you get Giroud on, he, he'll hold the ball up, he'll win free kicks, he'll, he'll defend, you know, he's good at defence. And you had to bring on Christensen as an extra defender, you know, to recognise that Aspilicueta, I mean, he's given away eight goals this so far this season have wow. been responsible and Tony Cascarino's picked up on it and said oh, he just looks tired looks like he could do with a real spell you know and uh, so he's, you know he, I would have brought him on and try and you know basically shore it up a bit but in the end these are the things that you have to learn it's all about you know we all make mistakes it's all about learning from it you know it certainly is and when you're 2-1 up and you've got to 85 minutes you know I think it's time to see the game out Basically, that's what you know. You know, a Jose Mourinho would have done that. He would have brought on a defender, an extra defender. Yeah, you know, most managers would. On to the wonderful Jim White show alongside Jamie O'Hara, and one of their key discussion points was whether or not you should support your own local side rather than go glory hunting, like being born in London. 
and then support Manchester United. Oh, it's a bit embarrassing. If you've got a good local team on your doorstep that's 10 minutes away or 15 minutes away that you can go and watch, yeah. there should be no excuse for you not supporting that team. Why would you support a team 200 miles away when you could, you've got a perfectly good team like Millwall or Cholton or Palace at a push on your doorstep that you can go and watch and support your local team? Mm. Where's the pride in a team you support 200 miles away winning something? The pride is in when you support your local team. Now, uh, I'd agree with that. Only 17% of fans support their local team. That is... 17? That is so low. I can't believe that. Yeah. And I just... Is it ever okay for Southerners to support a Northern team and vice versa? Because I think the number one thing that should dictate who you support is where you are born. And that should be the number one factor of who you support. I know there are things like someone's dad supports someone or your yeah. dad comes from yeah. Manchester or your dad's yeah. from Liverpool, so you support them. But... 17% is ridiculously low for me. When Millwall got to the FA Cup final, there was a great sense of pride in South yeah. London. And, you know, there was an open top, yeah, yeah, a yeah. bit of a parade in, in Lewisham and stuff like yeah. that. It was nice to be part of. I was always a Tottenham fan. I mean, but I, I grew up in Bermondsey. So all my family are Millwall fans. And I, my, I always say my kind of other team that I love to look at and always keep on is, is Millwall, just because it's where I was from. Mm. Yeah. But my yeah. dad was a Spurs fan. So I supported Spurs, you know, and that's always been my team. So I, I can kind of understand it. 17% of fans support their local team. So is it ever okay for Southerners su to support a Northern team or vice versa? Uh, if so, why? I mean, as you rightly say, Joe, you, you, you can understand if your father say it was from Newcastle and you've moved maybe to Wales, but you'll probably still end up supporting Newcastle because your dad supported Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, but surely even then though, Jim, you know, like you, you shouldn't always follow what your dad does. Look, if you've got a local team yeah. that, you know, that you can go and watch week in, week out, why would you support someone that you can't go and see? I don't understand it. This is the biggest thing that we've got going on at Billericay. This is a massive thing now because obviously... Glenn uh, and the club are, are trying to build Billericay and build yes, that community yeah. with fans. And they used to get, I mean, they used to get like 100 to 200 fans, Billericay. Right. Now we're getting close to 800 big games, we get 1,500 fans. And we're always looking at how can we get more fans and more people to come in and support the local side. And at first we thought it was sign the big name players, which works for a bit, but then that drifts off. And actual fact, what we're doing now is we're going around all the schools. You know, you go around all the local schools. Mm. Um, we go in, I go in, get some other players to come in and we do talks, talk about Billericay, talk about, you know, other things and being a footballer. And we, and we give them tickets to the game to, you know, give them free tickets to come with their mum and dads to come and watch a game. Great incentive. And, and it's a great yeah. incentive to yeah. help build that up, you know, because I think, I 100% agree with you, you know, if you come and go and watch Billericay, it can be just as exciting as going and watch, you know, uh, Arsenal-Tottenham game because they are great. Some of the matches are brilliant. Yeah. And it's so much more up and close and personal. Absolutely. Yeah. Here, here's Paul, well. a Leicester fan, actually, on this very topic. Paul, good good afternoon. Hi. Uh, yeah, that's you. I've always uh, thought so passionately about this. You are... You, the, the, club, the club chooses you. And when you grow up, part of your fabric and your early school years and it's the people you associate with, it's all within your city. Mm. And it's all about, it's so clever, you've always pulled your way from it. You've done my other teams. I support the other teams in the Champions League, the English side. So it's all straight down the line. But the club chooses you. 
and that is it. And so wherever there's a situation now, I've been in where this thing and there's guys who's sporting, the, the guy that walks in who's in a shirt, i.e. probably Barry or something, you know that guy's going to be from there. Yes, yeah. And if all people probably looked after where they're from and, and put the spot on the gate, some of these clubs probably won't be in the situations that they are. Oh, I care so passionately about it. I'm Darren Goff and this is TalkSport Daily. And on to the last part of this podcast, which is, well, I won't spoil it for you, but I've got a letter here. Uh, Dear Andy, loving the TalkSport Daily podcast, but I have to be honest, I fast-forward most of it until we get to the best bits of your show, The Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Absolutely love it, one of the best... Anyway, that goes on for a couple of... Anyway, here are the best bits of The Sports Bar. Talk about whatever you like. Can't be sport, politics or religion. Nothing too serious. So we have a little walk down to our village on a Thursday night and we go into a quiz. The problem is, it's a little quiz and everyone goes in and gets involved. And we um, we went in the first night a few weeks ago and we came second. The reason we came second is because we were cheating. We were Google. We were go- we were googling all that's the fine. answers. That's fine. And we've done it every we've done it every week so far. Yeah, that's fine. And we've done really well. And a couple of weeks ago, we won, and we got twelve free drinks. There's only two of us, yeah. and we were beating guys like bearded guys with six people in each of the team. Yeah. And there was just us two, and we were winning, and we were doing really well. Yeah. And then we won the quiz. Yeah. And we won the we won the free drinks. Right. And anyway, the quiz master has now said he's going to change it and he's going to um, do like a fastest finger first and it's going to go on mobile phones so no one can Google. Right. We right. think we're going to come last. Right. And we're really embarrassed and we don't know what to do. Do we not go in anymore? Do oh, we so keep oh, going in? We, the, we don't know what to do. What's the name of the pub? What's your advice? What's the name of the I pub? I can't tell you that. Why not? They might be listening. Oh, they won't be listening. No one listens. What's I the think you'll find millions. Well, listen, we listen, we listen, we listen I know you know. What's, what's the name of the village? So this is it. You're googling it, aren't you? You're googling where you live. <laughs> Clint, who's your favourite? Um, who's your favourite presenter on Talksport? Definitely not Kundi. Why? That's a bit harsh. Why not? Um, this is more to do with it. It was a little while ago. Um, and it was uh, well, uh, well. We can't talk about that particular subject. Oh, I see. That's you said why. something about. You'll, you'll just, you'll just cut me off. Right. So I, I no, I won't cut. You I won't cut. I won't cut you off. Go on. Clint, I won't cut you off. Go on, what do you say? Go on. I won't cut you off. You have my word. It was. It was. It was more to do. But as soon as I mentioned. No, no, no. no, no you have Clint, my word. Don't fall for it, Clint. Don't fall for it. I'm a man of my word. Go on, Clint. Don't don't do it, Clint. He wants to cut you off. Clint, I've given you my word. Clint, Clint. Don't do it, Clint. I've given you my word. It was to do with it. Don't don't don't, Clint. Let me stupid. Don't please. I can't can't give you my word in in the midnight train. It's madness. I mean, Clint, come on. You know who I'm dealing with. There you go. Another TalkSport Daily podcast done and dusted to put on your bookshelf if you had a bookshelf and you could put podcasts on it, which you can't and you haven't, so forget everything I've just said. Uh, If you haven't pressed subscribe, do so now so this thing arrives free in your inbox tomorrow morning. Not this one, because you've already heard this one, but the next one. And if you haven't pressed subscribe, you're an absolute idiot, because I keep saying at the end of every podcast to press it. And if for some reason you're not doing it, then either you've got a problem with me or you're just stupid and you can't find the subscriber. It's very simple. 
just press subscribe, all right? Otherwise, you and I, we're going to fall out, and I'm going to stop doing these because you're ignorance and that damn light pet in anyway thanks for listening have a wonderful day be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from talk sport the talk sport daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with enterprise rent-a-car whatever your mission home or away don't delay enterprise has the vehicle for the job Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.